This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And that's a touchdown. And there it is. Joe Burrow was tied with Brady for the most fourth quarter touchdown passes. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Ojo here and Hawksworth with you on a Monday Presented, of course, as always, by Bet and Jim. Joining us right now to talk NFL Week 15 and look ahead of Week 16, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. He's joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Brad, I mean, this may have been the best NFL weekend we've ever had, or at least in a long time. I mean, so many crazy games. Uh, let's go to Saturday, because Saturday, you know, we'll forget the middle one, because that was kind of boring. But the first one and the last one, incredible football uh take us through your thought process watching the vikings and the colts and like you know was there a moment where you started to think like are they are they really going to do this are they going to come back are they going to actually win this game after being down 33 nothing take us through what it was like for you watching the greatest comeback ever funny thing there was it's week 15 of survivor pools i'm alive in one of them out of the many i entered if we're being honest and i and i picked the vikings and of course i'm sitting there it's 26 nothing you know and I'm sitting, I'm laughing. I'm texting my brother. It's a, you know, we do it together. Just like, hey, you know, good year. We had a good run. Only eight people left in the pool and we lost. And every touchdown, I'm like, well, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. But no, I watched it at a bar with a bunch of Minnesota Vikings fans there. And it was weird. I feel like we didn't really, like until they scored their third touchdown, we kind of were just like, yeah, whatever. It's garbage time. It's not a big deal. Um, and they just kept getting stops, kept scoring. Kirk Cousins, credit to him, was phenomenal. Dalvin Cook with you know a huge run right after the catch. I mean, they keep winning games in crazy fashion. Maybe the House of Cards falls, but if you do it like eight times in a season, I don't think you can call it fluky if like you make a, a habit out of doing things like this. Man, Brad, I we spoke about twenty four hours ago yesterday on uh, BetMGM game day, and I, I was just looking at my notes. Like when you were on, I was like kind of just scribbling down your picks, your favorite plays. I'm like, oh yeah, Giants. Lions, Bengals, your favorite play was Dallas-Jacksonville over, which flew. Did you get anything wrong yesterday? I'm a little jealous of the, of the Sunday you had. I had, yes. Um, I had one, one <laughs> loss yesterday, but, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a good day. So I hope you tailed the, those plays from, uh, from yesterday. <laughs> Phenomenal. What about the Raiders stunning the Pats? I mean, have you ever seen an ending like that? I, I really don't think I have. And I cannot believe it's the New England Patriots of all teams to make that mistake. You know, kind of reminiscent of the, the Miami play where they were laddling against them and Rob Gronkowski was back playing deep safety and couldn't chase down. I think it was Kenny and Drake for the Miami Dolphins. What was that, five or six years ago now? But, yeah, just, just for a Belichick team, look, the Raiders, 
had 13 penalties, tied for the most of any team in a game this season. They were the ones kind of shooting themselves in the foot, not playing good football. Derek Carr making mistakes, obviously the pick six to Kyle Duggar. And then for the game to end that way, no, I, I could not believe it. Poor Chandler Jones stiff-arming Mac Jones is just, just a matchup nightmare for the New England Patriots. Brad, we're getting to that part of the season now where the divisions are up for grabs. And it feels like, you know, we're down to a couple teams in some of these divisions. The mm-hmm. AFC South, we mentioned the Jaguars just said it. You were on the over yesterday. Well, the Jaguars win that game as it flies over with the intercepts return overtime. Are you in now? Do you believe in this Jaguars team? It's obviously, double-edged sword, right? The Titans are struggling. They're playing better. But also, it feels like Trevor Lawrence is turning a corner. Maybe not his full best game yesterday, but again, some really good throws. And I mean, if, if they stay within one of the Titans last week of the season, they host them. Like, we could be looking at the Jaguars, AFC South champions. What do you think about that division right now with the Jaguars surging? The Jaguars will win the AFC South this year, and I think they're going to win it in perpetuity unless one of these other teams figures something out at quarterback. I mean, they are really set up nicely. They, they did spend a bunch of money, but still have more to spend. They have their full arsenal of draft picks. But for Trevor Lawrence, obviously he's been on this incredible hot streak. He was our highest-graded quarterback from Week 9 through Week 14, but it was against the you know Chiefs and Ravens and, and some middling to bad defenses to step up against the number three EPA per play allowed defense. The Jaguars had 7.2 yards per play yesterday, the best of any team in the NFL. He made a bunch of really nice throws. Zay Jones had an incredible game. He was spreading the ball around to everyone. Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, everyone got involved. I, I think they're legit. Their defense is still pretty bad. They need to figure things out, but obviously had a pick six to win it from Rayshon Jenkins. But yeah, I think you can pencil them in. I think they're going to win their division. I think they're going to be hosting a playoff game uh, in Jacksonville not too long from now. Well, let's talk about the rest of that 2021 quarterback draft class because Zach Wilson was given an opportunity at home against a poor defense overall, and he botched it. Don't worry about the yardage. You can tell us how his PFF grade uh, is. And, And the Jets, do they have to? Was it another sign? Guys, it's just not there. You've got to move on. Mac Jones yesterday, oh my goodness, is it more the offense? Can he be salvaged in New England? So you got Wilson, you got Jones, and then what's happening with Purdy in San Francisco? Like, are are we going to end the season and say, you can't enter the 2023 season with Trey Lance as QB1? Well, that might be also because Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or someone else wants to go to San Fran. That's a whole conversation for another day, but... Um, yeah, with yeah. Zach Wilson, look, and we just talked about Trevor Lawrence, that Thursday matchup is going to be awesome. The Jaguars traveling to New York. Yeah, Wilson still just makes these incredibly erratic throws, truly kind of comically bad. He did have a nice strike to Elijah Moore at the end of the game on that last drive, but had several turnover-worthy plays, could have had more turnovers, interceptions, frankly, and still just holds on to the ball forever. I pointed this out on a different show, but He is bottom three in average time to throw, 3.1 seconds, one of the slowest in the NFL. Mike White's two and a half seconds, the top six fastest release. So this massive disparity that just kills their offense, um, I'm not sure the Jets can go into that next season with him as the starter. And then Mac Jones, it's kind of the same question. He had a nice throw to Nelson Aguilar on the left sideline, had a couple okay plays, but for the most part, could not move the football at all in that game against maybe the worst secondary in the NFL in the Las Vegas Raiders. So this class, is, is it's, it's scary hours for this class. And then, yeah, Brock Purdy yeah. And, and Trey Lance, 
Um, whatever they do, poor Kyle Shanahan, he just he can't have like a great quarterback. If he does, that team next year could win, I don't know, 15 games if they do get one of those veterans to come aboard. All right, I had a terrible betting weekend, and since you were on a heater, uh, we're seeing sevens, a seven and a half at BetMGM. What do you like tonight for Monday Night Football? Yeah, so the one lean I would have tonight is probably the over. Uh, I think it's a bit short. I think there's been a lot of totals recently. I think there was an overcorrection to a lot of the early season unders. I also think people overreact too much to weather when there's not wind. Just being cold is not really a problem for scoring, and I think that's a bit of a, a misconception. So it's not supposed to be super windy in Green Bay. Yes, it's Baker Mayfield, but both defenses are not very good. The Packers are 25th in EPA per play allowed. They are bad against the run, as they always tend to be. And I think Sean McVay, you know, these, these McVay offenses always seem to figure things out against Green Bay. Obviously, the Niners have killed them. So I would lean over. I guess I would lean Rams plus 7.5, but not really trying to back Baker Mayfield if I can avoid it. Brad, the roar has officially been restored. The Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. I believe they hold their cards to make the playoffs as long as the Commanders was one more game. That They went out. They're going to make the playoffs. All right, that has been established now. Our, well, let's go to the next step. Do, can they make noise in January at the way they're playing right now? You know, they probably are matched up against the Vikings or the Niners in the first round, depending on where they, they match up. Do you think the Lions are dangerous when we get to the postseason? Yeah, it'll be, I guess, like Vikings, Niners, Cowboys will kind of be in that, in that range. I, I think the Vikings should be scared. I mean, they've obviously beaten them already this season, uh, but just not a, not a good matchup. I, I think the Niners and the Cowboys would just pass rush Jared Goff, and he's very bad against pressure, and, and that would just cause problems. And then their defenses in Dallas and San Fran would obviously limit this great Lions offense. Um, the Vikings defense is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I've, I think I've been saying this on the show for like a month now. I mean, they're really, really, really bad. Uh, when Matt Ryan is putting up 33 first half points against you, I don't think I need to be saying that uh, just to show you how bad you are. So if I'm the Vikings, I don't want to see the tr Detroit Lions. Their defense is also getting better. We're seeing James Houston, their six-round rookie, him and Aiden Hutchinson getting better every single week. Their secondary getting a little bit healthier, playing better. They are going to be a tough out if Minnesota – it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be like a 60-point game. Um, and I think they could win a playoff game this year on the road. Brad, we saw rookie quarterback make his season debut finally. We were waiting uh, on uh, Atlanta to turn the page and go to Ritter. They decided to do what coaches do. Let's do it after the bye week. Tough spot at New Orleans. Not an easy game, but uh, they, they cover the spread. They hung around. The numbers were not impressive for Ritter. Uh, what did you think – and is, is he now a quarterback in the last few games that you could see yourself backing or fading? Yeah, he looks really, really bad. So I actually backed them in this game, and I know we t I had a good weekend. Yes, I didn't deserve this backdoor cover at all. It was not a good <laughs> bet. <laughs> um, but, he, yeah, he, he really struggled. I, I mean, his, his timing, his rhythm was off. He didn't look like that calm, cool, collected Desmond Ritter we're used to seeing, even in the preseason. Yes, I know it's the preseason, but he looked really, really good. It was just on time, ahead of schedule. Just It looked like very calm, very poised. And yes, the Saints have a good defense, but his run game was effective for him. Tyler Algier had a phenomenal game. They were staying ahead of the chains, and he just kind of running around back there and, and just kind of seemed, you know, a, a little bit out of sorts. And maybe, you know, Dennis Allen was throwing things he hasn't seen at him before and, and really kind of confusing a rookie in his first start. So you don't want to hold that against him. But I expected more. I thought he was going to look better. I, I joked that they had the better quarterback in this game. Uh, that did not look like the case uh, against Andy Dalton. So 
I would avoid them for now. But credit to Atlanta, yes. You got to see what you have in Ritter because for all you know, you might be using your first-round pick, you know, this year on a quarterback or, or making a move of some kind. So they got to see what they have and keep playing them. All right, this week, Eagles at Cowboys. Big matchup. Super excited to watch this one. Um, do you have any early thoughts uh, as the Eagles are one-point underdogs? Yep, so a great teaser leg. I think we got him at plus one and a half last night, so you could tease him through, you know, three and seven to plus seven and a half, um, and I love that. Look, the Cowboys, uh, Deron Bland in the slot, he's a rookie. He's been pretty good at replacing Jordan Lewis, but on the outside, they, they lose Anthony Brown and Kelvin Joseph, their second-year, second-round pick. He's talented, but he's susceptible. He got beat, burned uh, down, you know, a bunch yesterday, a lot of deep passes over his head. And I think Philadelphia, in particular with probably Devontae Smith, you'll probably get A.J. Brown and Trevon Diggs. But I think Devontae Smith is just so good at taking advantage of these number two corners or when there's a weakness, you know, on the opposing uh, – in the opposing secondary. And I think it's going to be a long afternoon for Kelvin Joseph. So, you know, I think both teams will score as good as the defenses are. I think the, the offense will kind of overpower that. But for me, it comes down to – I think both offensive lines should be able to handle, to a degree, the opposing pass rush. And then the Eagles just have more weapons, just more guys you can get the ball to. And I think, I, you know, I'm not going to take them money line, but I love them getting teased over a touchdown. Brad, the awards market, really interesting at this point, right? We're coming down the stretch, and there's a bunch of awards. Like, I think you have an angle, but maybe it's still up for grabs. Comeback player of the year. It's always difficult to figure out where the voters will go. But the top three right now, and it's close. Geno Smith, who was minus money, has come back to plus money. Christian McCaffrey, Jared Goff. You can find them all between like plus 110 and plus 250. The Goff angle is, is fascinating to me because that's a comeback, right? He was down. thought his career was kind of over. Geno coming back from being a backup and McCaffrey from an injury. What do you think there of those three? Geno, McCaffrey, and Goff for comeback player. I think I would still just hop on Geno Smith, get the plus money. It is going to be a tough matchup against Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming weekend, so maybe even wait until after that game. It's probably another loss in the schedule. Um, no Tyler Lockett as well, which is going to hurt them. It sounds like he could be out maybe, hopefully just one week, but realistically probably a couple. Um, but I still – I get the idea with Goff, I suppose. It's a comeback in, in a way. Um, but his, his stats honestly aren't phenomenal. They all There's volume there, but he, I think he's been – you know, above average to good. I don't think he's been anything special. And then McCaffrey, yeah, I guess I, I, he missed a bunch of games, I suppose. But I, I just – these are narrative bets. I, I think as long as Geno finishes around 500, you know, has a couple more good games to close out the year, uh, I think there's almost value there in getting it at plus money and avoiding, you know, kind of laying some extra cash. Last couple of weeks we've seen, uh, we've seen weather pop up and it's impacted lines and totals. We've got about a minute left, Brad. Is, uh, th this time of year, and it looks like we're, there might be some weather spots where it's going to be the worst that we've dealt with this season. Are you still betting early when that's the case? So, yeah, there's a bunch this week, and it is tough. So I'll give you an example from last week as well. So the, right now, you look at the spread, there's more totals, I think, under 40 than over 45. And so that's probably suggesting there's a lot of bad weather, a lot of wind, a lot of snow. Um, mm -hmm. but it's very, very important to keep monitoring it throughout the week. So on Saturday, or excuse me, on last Sunday, it looked like there was going to be 40-degree winds in the Buffalo-Miami game in Buffalo. It looked like terrible weather, a lot of snow, and a lot of wind. Like I mentioned before, wind is my number one thing I look at. Yes, snow is not great. Yes, rain is not great. But wind impacts passing. It impacts totals. And then as the week went on, it got better and better and better, and the forecast was like, you know, okay, 15-mile-an-hour winds and less snow. 
It was the same total of 43 and a half the entire week. And on, on Saturday morning, I put a punch on it. And I was like, hey, the weather's not bad anymore. And Miami versus Buffalo at this total makes no sense. Um, you know, obviously I'm saying that as, you know, it worked out for me. But I, it's really crucial to follow these things throughout the week. It does make early betting a little bit scary. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, I guess more so you can hedge out of it. You can do different things, but I, I I'm, I'm tracking weather all week long, long answer short. Great stuff. Brad Spielberger pro football focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Our first look at week 16. We'll dive into the big AFC slate next on the BetQL network.